listening to the Hackett Racket with Michael Hackett. Boom! What is fucking happening? How's it going? How's the, how's your Corona holiday going? You having a good time? I've got to be honest, this is doing my head in now. Like, you just can't do anything. You know all the stuff you do in your house when you go, you know what, I'd do that if I had the time. Now the time has come and you're like, nah, I still ain't going to do it. Paint in the lounge, kiss my ass. <laughs> Oh man, we, there's nothing to do. We did it, me and my uni mates did a Google Hangout session, which is like proper, either futuristic or geeky, I can't tell. And there was about eight of us and we got pissed on the telephones. And you can, when you speak, you must have used this, right? When you speak, your face comes up and stuff. And it's nothing like the movies. You know in the movies when they have a conference call and it's just all so slick where someone speaks and then the whole room listens around the board table and then someone answers and then someone else speaks and it's fucking mint. Google Hangout, man. Eight of your mates getting pissed. Everyone's trying to speak at the same time. And it just goes... Blah, 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 and it's just... It's difficult. It's bloody... Di- you can't even rip each other because you start going through mid-sentence going, ah, you're not. And then someone goes, ah, you're not. And someone cuts you up. So that's how bored we've got now with the coronavirus. We tried walking on the beach today. Sunshine out. Met a couple of friends on the beach. Started talking. The cops are like, move on. You have to keep... <laughs> You have to pretend to be exercising for them to not move you on, right? They patrol up and down that thing. Whoever thought that your police officer would become a personal trainer? You know, keep jogging, motherfucker. I want to see 10 more squats, otherwise you're going to go to jail. Fine, I'll fucking do it. My God, everyone's getting it. Boris Johnson's got it now. Fucking Prince Charles has got it. I feel sorry for Boris because he's still trying to work, but Prince Charles... I feel a bit, I feel a bit fluey, a little bit under the weather. I'm going to retire to an entire fucking castle. (laughs) If I was like rich, I'd probably just make it up just so I could retire to the castle, you know, just sack everyone off. I feel a a little bit fluey, a little bit wheezy. Just going to go to the best Airbnb thing you could ever rent, a fucking massive mansion with shitloads of horses and stuff. It's weird, man, but everything's weird. I was chatting to a friend who works in Japan and he says over there, they're pretty casual about all this corona because they're calling it a foreign problem. You know, because they like wear masks for anything, don't they? Like a bit of earache, get a fucking mask on, love. They wear masks like in the office. They take Apparently they take their shoes off outside skyscrapers and shit because they don't want to bring any dirt in. It's their religion. Like you see it in the, you know, in the press and stuff when they like go to watch a football match at a big stadium and then afterwards they all tidy themselves up. That's their religion. They've got some Japanese god that's like, hey, dickhead, tidy up your mackies. <laughs> some 500,000-year-old god that existed before Earth and rubbish. And their religion's like, tidy that shit up, motherfucker. God, could you imagine if I lived with a Japanese bird, man? She'd be Harry carrying my ass every two seconds. You know, Michael, your underpants have gone in the wrong basket. Remove those underpants from the floor, put them in the basket. Why should I do that, darling? Otherwise, my God is going to come down with a samurai sword and cut you the fuck up. Okay, baby, I'll fucking do it. Going to paint the lounge? God, it's fucking mad. Yeah, they're wearing masks all over the place. Those masks don't do shit, like in dentistry. This is what you're supposed to do with a mask. This is before all the coronavirus stuff. If you sneeze or cough, all the air blows out the side of the mask, not out the front. If you turn your head like people normally do without a mask, it will actually blow on the patient's face. So back when I used to be a dentist, you have to, when you're about to sneeze, you have to stare right at the patient right in front of you and fucking just sneeze looking at him. And they think it's the rudest thing ever, but you're actually doing them the biggest favour by letting it blast out the side. Oh man, I'll tell you a bad shit about just someone came to me head about dentistry randomly. 
They put safety glasses on patients. You ever go to a dental practice and lay back, put safety glasses on, man. There's a story I heard this dentist passing the nurse the needle and he fucking dropped it right over the patient's eyeball and it went right through the fucking eyeball and she lost her eyeball. Got it or what? Anyway, the point I'm making is safety glasses might actually serve you better than wearing a mask. <laughs> fucking hell. What, what, what do you want, Michael? Today you are being fucking weird. This corona, does it make you weird? Losing your sense of smell, man. What a test that's going to be. Just farting in your own room going, can I still smell it? Whew, I don't have the corona. Jesus. All I know is, with or without a mask, Japanese birds are fit. And they're happy too. Like, you never see a miserable Japanese person, ever. Maybe that. Maybe that's the secret to happiness, is just being polite. Like, look at Chavs. Chavs are always in bus stops causing trouble, smashing windows. Like, eh, dickhead, you looking at me? You calling me a liar? Do you want to fight? And all that kind of stuff, right? Miserable as shit. Japanese people, polite, they are just buzzing all the time. Like, they love bubble tea. Look at that. They got tea. Tea was mint already, right? But then they put bubbles in it just to make it even happier. Fucking hell. Tell you, man, if I was ever going to get married again in my life, going straight to Japan. <laughs> straight to Japan with a pair of safety glasses. Fucking fantastic. Michael, you are talking absolute shit today. I'm sorry, man. This corona and not being able to get out of the house is just doing my head in. Anyway, let's, let's get cracking with the story. Fucking about time, Michael. Jesus, what I tuned in for. Fucking tuned in. Well, thank you. I appreciate it, man. And don't forget, keep sending me messages as well. Send a message on Michael Hackett's official on Facebook, Instagram, or one-off comedy, oneoffcomedy.co.uk. We're on bloody lockdown. When's the next stand-up show, Michael? Fucking ages away. Jesus Christ. The government is officially going to allow two people to shake hands and we're all going to watch for 14 days to see if any infections and symptoms develop. God, man. So I'll just explain where we are previous to the last chapter because I got a little bit ahead of myself. So when they phoned me up to talk about the job, they didn't actually offer it there and then. Instead, what they did was invited me out to the leaving do of the outgoing dentist. And they were going to use that time to sound me out to see whether or not I'd fit in the group now, this was tough because they were so fucking posh. And yeah, I just felt like a complete outsider the whole time. And from the lies I'd made in the interview, I almost got fucking busted for being full of shit. So without further ado, chapter seven, high hats. Here we go. Ending the call, I knew this dinner would be the be all and end all. Pull this off and I'd got a job, income, security and perhaps a future in one of the most expensive and grinding cities going. Fuck the dinner up, however, and I'd soon be on the next train back north to a life of couch surfing at friends' flats until all the debts I'd accrued could somehow be paid off. Fucking couch surfing. I can't even fit on a couch. <laughs> Man, I've been travelling and I've like lied on uh, a bunk bed and lied was it lay i've lay on a bunk bed and because i'm six foot seven man my achilles tendons about to rest on the end of the bar and i was staying once in australia and this fucking guy above me was jerking i was like eh, eh. <laughs> I had to keep my elbows in just to make sure no jizz dropped down the sides and in the end the dude took so fucking long right he's like eh, eh, for like fucking 40 minutes i felt like doing the reach around going hurry up fella fuck me Anyway, I digressed. God, we've not even got into the chapter. So basically what happened, they invited me to a really posh restaurant. It was in Park Lane, London, and it's called Galvin at Windows, right at the top of the Hilton Hotel, this massive high rise. 
and it overlooked Hyde Park. This place was so fucking posh that Elton John did a concert there, like on Hyde Park. And if you wanted to hire the table that, that looked over onto the concert, guess how much it cost? £10,000 for one night. 10,000 fucking quid. And they're like, no, it's not so bad because you get champagne included. Champagne included. For that price, I'd want a blowjob off a member of the royal family. Not Prince Charles because he's got the flu, but you know what I mean? Fucking 10 Gs, man. But anyway, I turn up at this place and I'm trying to fit in. And God, I felt like such a faker, man. You know when you just, just don't feel part of the clique? Like I was still wearing the same suit that I wore in the interview, the one that I had for my Leavers Ball at Sixth Form. And just to make it worse, I bought these faux pas fake leather shoes from Asda. Cost about 20 quid, made by George. And like, God, man, you know what it's like if you ever wore plastic shoes? Probably some of you not, but it's, fuck, day one is just pain. You feel like Jesus with like nails sticking in you. Like the, the ankles were so sharp, the rims, they were just cutting right into my skin. So it's kind of half hopping with the <laughs> with the pain. I look like Michael Flatley trying to do the river dance, just like hop, 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 hop. And I turn up in this place, man, and it, to be fair, it was plush as anything. Like, you could see over the whole of London. I've got to say, by the way, if you're interested in, like, ever going somewhere cool in London, one place I know of which the tourists don't know is the Shard building. So the Shard next to London Bridge, they got, like, a tourist viewing platform. Costs about 15 quid. But what they don't tell you is if you come out of London Bridge Station, you go down the escalator that's outdoor on the side of the building, you go in the Shangri-La entrance, go to the right, through this metal detector and there's like a lift and it's got one button inside which is to the 36th floor. You go in there, go up, you'll come out, you go to the right or left, there's two bars and you go to the one on the right. Now it doesn't cost any money to get in, you don't have to buy food, you don't have to buy drinks but you get the best view of the whole of London. And what's amazing is like the toilets. So like when you're, if you're a guy, in the urinals it's all glass. So when you're pissing, it looks like you're pissing over all of London. There is no better feeling, apart from, I don't know, kneeling in a whole tub of Ben and Jerry's ice cream, but <laughs> there's no better feeling than feeling like you're pissing over, like, yeah, just pissing over the whole of London. I know it's immature, but ladies as well, you get it even better. You got to Your toilets are all like glass, so you can turd over the whole of London. So if there's any boss out there in the capital that you don't like, you can go, yeah, just feeling like you're, like, I don't know, dropping one on some knob. God, that's a weird... This is fucking weird, Michael. Is this really to do with the story? Nah, I'm just saying. Like, the first time I went there as well, you need you need shoes on. This bouncer's like, mm, sorry, sorry, you need shoes on. So I did that Manchester trick where you come back outside, you take your black socks off, you wrap it over the outside of your trainers, and it looks like you're wearing suede shoes. <laughs> they fucking never notice, man. You come back and they just think, God, this guy's a fast mover. He must live next door or fucking no access to a 24-hour shoe shop or some shit. How oh, my laceless suede shoes, fella, you like it? I mean, you have to throw your socks in a bit afterwards, but I swear, it's a mint trick that. Have you ever stuck out with your friends, man? Just get your, get your socks, wrap them on the outside of your trainers. Nobody ever <laughs> questions it. So I digress. So I turn up in this restaurant and all the dentists are there and they're in this massive clique. And this is when I meet this, this dentist called Cam. He was like New Zealander, but he had like an American accent, proper fake. He's like, hey, how's it going? Trying to be cool and stuff. And they're all talking about golf. And I'm just trying to like get into this circle and they're kind of half pushing me out. I found out that I was the second choice. So Clive was a bit off with me initially because some of the dentist was primed for the job and he, he dropped out last minute. So that's why they were using this time to sell me out. And uh, oh man, they're all just so, like they were so posh. They're going, hmm, the food here is exquisitely divine. Would you ever use that to describe the food is exquisitely divine? Yeah, it's exquisite. Fucking hell. 
I mean, I tried offering a round just to fit in whilst we're in like the bar area before we got seated. And I was panicking at the prices, man, because I was on my overdraft, overdraft, overdraft limit. You ever have that when you got like an overdraft and an overdraft extension and you're right at the end of that? And I was like, I was like, I don't want a drink. And I just thought, please, no fucker do that thing. Have you ever done that move when someone goes, yeah, just get us a triple JD and Red Bull. Fucking triple JD and Red Bull. That's like 15 quid. I fucking can't stand when people do that. You know when you're drinking beer and they're not even drinking triple JDs and Red Bull, but the moment you offer out around, they just fucking abuse you for it. Like, yeah, just get triple JD. Like it's fucking nothing. And they never get the rounds back, the bastard. Not that I'm tit for tat kind of guy, but like, fuck. When you're on your overdraft on your egg credit card, rocking it to the end. <laughs> You're like, please don't. Luckily, everyone had a drink. So I just got a beer, proper tight ass with it, sat down, took it all in. I've got to say, actually, as much as a misfit as I felt in this place, I do actually love posh restaurants. I can appreciate them, man. Because the staff there will compliment you with things you don't even deserve. Like ordering food, you'll go, I'll have the chicken, please. And the waiter will like nod back to you and go, excellent choice, excellent choice. <laughs> you find yourself soaking up the bullshit going... Yes, thank you. I'm a very good chooser of food. It's quite a skill of mine. Like, how the fuck is that a skill? What, picking something on the menu where everything is amazing? And you go, yo, just pick that one, please. Excellent choice. You you managed to pick out the one meal that is going to be fabulous. Anyway, we're all sat down. Everyone's talking how exquisitely the divine the food is and stuff. And uh, it's all going very nicely, I've got to say. Very, it's very nice in Galvin at Windows Park Lane. And then this is where I almost get busted. So we go back to Clive's house to continue drinking there. And they're all like singing songs in the taxi. Like, tra-la-la-la-la. And just to blend in with them, I'm there trying to sing along like, tra-la-la-la-la. <laughs> it sounded so geeky. But this is where the mistake was that I'd made. So in the interview, because I had like gaps on my CV from when I was working doing Botox in this beauty salon, I never said that I was doing that right. Any dentist worth the salt is never gonna admit that they're walking around with baby boxes full of Botox and injecting women in beauty salons. Like, you can't do that. Any dentist worth their salt will just say, yeah, yeah, I work in the surgery, I do this. So the guy said to me, Clive, he goes, what, did you, what do you do in your spare time? And I, I don't know what, you know when you just blurt some stupid shit out? I noticed there was some musical thing on his wall. So I thought, this guy's into music. I need to get on board with him. So I don't know why the fuck I said this, but I said I was in a rock band. I, I <laughs> so as we turn up to his house, we open the door, and this is when I almost get busted, in his lounge as we all pile in. Wouldn't you fucking believe there was a full drum kit laid out and because of my lies and everyone knew knowing about it they're all like hey mike you're in a rock band play 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 and i'm backing off going eh, no I'm, I'm a bit knackered come on mike you know how to play 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 i was like fuck so i got pushed onto this like drum stool sat there and i thought shall i just admit look guys i've lied my ass off i don't know shit about music i've never been in a rock band i'm faking this half fucking thing here and i still not signed the contracts at this point so like come on play but i thought fuck it let's just see if i can fake it so I picked up the drumsticks and, and everyone's like waiting to kind of dance to the rhythm that I was going to do and I, honestly man I just started hitting these fucking drums I was going do 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 it was so out of time I looked like a newborn baby holding a rattle for the very first call <laughs> on his very first call I was like do 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 and the people are kind of half trying to dance to it going yeah go yeah and it just started to get really fucking awkward but right before the moment I got busted for being the faker I switched everyone's attention to the boss and went, you know what, Clive should pay. Come on, Clive. And everyone's like, yeah, Clive, Clive, Clive. And because he's like such an egotistical dude, he's like, pass the sticks. <laughs> so I stood up and he sat down. He started doing some proper drumming. And everyone's like, yeah, dancing along. 
But then he started grilling me. He started asking me all these technical questions like, you know what high hi is, don't you, Michael? I don't know what the fuck high hi is, man. So I just started pretending I was like well into my dancing and deaf, just going, yeah, yeah, hi hat, mint. <laughs> anyway, as the night fizzles out, this is where I sign the contract. But even to the point of them booking the taxis, man, I was definitely the faker. Like when everyone got in their cab, instead of me going all the way home, I got the guy just to stop right round the corner. <laughs> he was so shocked. He's like, mate, you've just got in it. I'm not paying for that shit. And I'm no tight ass, right? Don't judge. My wife is the tight ass one. Jesus. I've been with her in Tesco's once. And because you don't want to pay for the bit of the broccoli you don't use. Right in front of the poor guy at the till, I watched her snap off the base and go to him, weigh it again. <laughs> Babe. You're saving about 2p. I'm not paying for that fucking drunk of broccoli. Jesus Christ. I'm like, what are you going to do next? Snap off the tops of the bananas? Anyway, the point I'm making is, with this like proper posh cleat man, job started. I just had to make sure that I didn't do anything else or blurt out anything stupid that would reveal me as the unwanted outsider. But this definitely wouldn't last for long. You're listening to the Hackett Racket with Michael Hackett. (laughs) 